0: How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of my radio show, Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. If this is your first time listening to Famous Dead People, you should know it originally airs as a radio show on Radio Free Brooklyn, so when you hear me say things on the show, like when we broadcast and stuff like that, that's the reason why. Uh, You're about to hear the episode where I interview Al Capone, played by comedian Andy Moskowitz, and Jesus... Played by comedian Matt Cobb. If you like the show and you want to shoot us an email uh, or you want to hear an interview with your favorite famous dead person, hit us up at FamousDeadPeopleShow at gmail.com. We love hearing from fans and we'll try to get your favorite dead person on the show as soon as possible. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Rate us as five stars on iTunes and leave a comment if you're so inclined. That shit helps us a ton. Tell your friends about us. Et cetera, et cetera, So now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Al Capone and Jesus on Famous Dead People.
1: Famous dead people. It's time. Oh,
0: famous dead people. Time to start the show.
2: Famous dead people. The people. People. people you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. The story stuck oh, in the head. You're gonna people. hear awful oh. from me, all these people are
0: dead. My first guest today on Famous Dead People is a gangster and former boss, of the famous Chicago outfit mob. He attained fame during the Prohibition era. The original Scarface, Mr. Al Capone, is here in the studio. Mr. Capone, thank you so much for being with us today.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: No, uh, So you're one of the most famous figures in American organized crime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that fame is due in no small part to how violent... Your reign was, mm-hmm. you know. You also didn't shy away from public exposure. Like other mob bosses, they preferred to keep mm-hmm. a low profile. Uh, I like the spotlight. And uh they want to stay away from turf wars with uh, other outfits. But you seem to really revel in the limelight and the and the chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, was that a conscious decision on your part to try to be like a famous mob boss?
3: Absolutely, it was. Oh, um, what, what was you thinking behind that? Well, you know, we only have so much time on this earth.
0: Yes, that is true.
3: And to me... Uh, getting out there, getting my name out there, living large mm-hmm. was just
0: part of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was like an innate type of your personality, like you would have been that way in any occupation that you chose? Oh, yeah. I used to do uh, church plays when I was a little boy. You used to do church plays? Uh-huh. And you know nativity scenes like oh, that. Oh, oh, so like you going to Catholic school, and um, you know they would put on nativity scenes and things like that. Exactly. Okay. And, you know,
3: and I was always a lamb who wanted to be a lamb. You don't get any lines, mm-hmm. but I, you know, would get up, start kicking my my feet up, dancing across the stage, mm-hmm. you know, and then they would pull me out and they would tell me that's not what a lamb does, and I'd say,
0: <sighs> I just sigh. You just <laughs> you just sigh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems kind of contrary to. How, I don't know, violent and dominant you would be later in life. Well, I wasn't ready for that yet. Mm, It was a position that you're growing into? Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's jump back to your childhood. Like, you're born in Brooklyn in 1899 to a large Italian family. Mm -hmm. Your father's a barber. Your mother is a seamstress. It Mm -hmm. seems like very humble beginnings for somebody who would later control such a large criminal empire.
3: Yeah, and it really chapped my ass the whole time. What do you mean it chapped your ass? Well, I didn't like being a nobody. You know, mm-hmm. my father's like, "You're gonna be a barber one day." Mm-hmm. My mom's like, "Or maybe a seamstress." That was your mother's accent. Yeah, they talked exactly the same. <laughs> it was a good match. Mm. Um, you know, but that wasn't it. Wasn't what I wanted. You knew that right away. That
0: was not the life that you were interested in.
3: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I mean, I used to sell uh, sody pop at school. Mm. Con- totally contraband. Oh, a, like you would smuggle in
0: the soda pop. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I earned, um, at one point I had $3. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of money.
0: Oh, yeah. Back then,
3: definitely. Oh, my God. Yeah. And with that $3, uh, I bought a, well, this is,
0: I bought a mink stole. You bought a mink stole. Yeah. With the $3 that you made selling contraband soda pop. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but
3: that was for a woman, obviously. Yes. But I knew that fur could accent a man
0: really at at such a young age Mm -hmm. Mm. and i mean that's also for pretty progressive for that time in you know our nation's history well, I didn't really see it
3: as a uh, gender liberating kind of thing. Mm, no, no. Yeah,
0: I mean, this wasn't
3: my own private transparent. <laughs> no, no. I was to just thinking real. this um, is just luxury.
0: You know, the fact that you would be able to see through the gender barrier of wearing something like a mixed stole. Yeah, it was it was uh, greed and status motivated. Ah, uh, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do you feel like maybe your your father had some of that ambition that you would later develop, or was he? Yeah, did father, you look down on him?
3: I looked down on him. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, I. <laughs> he was a barber mm-hmm. he cut hair he had a chance to open another barber shop he didn't oh no no he was scared
0: what was uh did he ever talk to you about that decision
3: yeah he did he said I don't want to
0: risk what I already have <laughs> um mm. uh no so so maybe it was that disgust for that lifestyle that maybe uh pushed you towards being ambitious absolutely mm. I hated my father mm. and uh what was your relationship like with your mother cold
3: <laughs> you know mm. i mean i look i can reflect now and say maybe i would have liked a little bit of uh warmth and intimacy mm-hmm. in my relationship with my mother but she was always too busy with my sisters yeah, yeah, yeah. so well you did have a pretty large family I, it was huge mm-hmm. it was big actually on more than one occasion, my parents forgot my name
0: really mm-hmm. uh well, well how did that affect you emotionally
3: um, it made me want to make sure that nobody on earth would ever forget my name again.
0: And I think you actually, uh, you, you moved in that diref- direction definitely in, in later in life. Uh, I read in your biography that, you know, you were not a great student, uh, as a child, that you were, you eventually were expelled at the age of 14 for hitting your female teacher in the face. Is that true? It's true. She, uh, what was the, uh, what instigated this? Um, she found my Sodi
3: Pop stash. Okay. <laughs> and um you know i I just, I just you know i I was at school to make money, I wasn't there to learn mm-hmm. what, what 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 was I going to learn at school? what was it going to teach me about making money mm-hmm. i wasn't i mean so I, when she threatened to put that to an end, I lashed out mm-hmm. and it felt really good, really
0: oh yeah, mm. was that your first uh experience with that kind of violence that maybe you realized that you had a flexibility for it absolutely mm-hmm. when i when my face or when my
3: fist hit her face, mm. it made a like a meaty slapping sound okay like a re- like a really good high five mm-hmm. you know, and when I felt that, I just knew that's what I wanted for the rest of my life
0: mm. and there was no there was no remorse whatsoever no no uh moral backlash for lashing out in this way um in inside of me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No? No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us uh, here on Radio Free Brooklyn, we are joined today by infamous Prohibition-era mob boss Al Capone. Uh, so then you're kicked out of school. Uh, you start doing little odd jobs. Uh, but then you start getting involved with a few small gangs in Brooklyn, like the uh, the Bowery Boys, mm-hmm. uh, the Brooklyn Rippers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Am, I, am I forgetting any?
3: Um, the um, Calderton Cut Faces? <laughs> They were my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, their signature
0: was they would cut uh, other people's faces. That actually um, uh, leads really well into my next question, uh, because you famously had a scar on your cheek mm-hmm. uh, that you would tell people was uh, a war wound. It's not. It was an initiation
3: rite for the cauldron cut faces. Really?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the some of the stories online suggest that, uh, on your Wikipedia, suggest that you insulted this woman and her <laughs> brother came and slashed you in the face. That's not true? No, I don't know where they got that from. No, so this was just an initiation to your favorite... A uh, small gang at the time, the, sorry, Calderon? Calderton. Calderton. Cut faces. Okay, now, was this a a, a neighborhood, the Cald- Calderton, or? Uh, no, it was the Calderton family.
3: <laughs> it was just a family that you knew that yeah. had their own gang? Yeah, they let me in, though. It was very nice of them. I okay. mean, they they saw something in me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I understand that you had a relationship with a couple of the racketeers growing up in Brooklyn, and they mm-hmm. sort of, like, mentored you growing, you know.
3: Oh, yeah, the Caldertons were, really took me under their wing, mm-hmm. um, you know, they taught me
0: a lot of uh, gangster skills. Mm. Uh, well, you eventually went to work for uh, Johnny Torrio. Is there a reason why you moved from the Calvertons to Johnny Torrio? Well, I'll just be honest.
3: I'm a social climber. Oh, I mm. understand. Yeah. So uh, when I realized Johnny Torrio had more connections, could get me into some of the bootlegging stuff. Mm. I realized I, I just don't need this little little family of, of small time gangsters, mm. you know. Yeah, and I
0: this happens like, to you when you're 20 years old. You moved to Chicago to move yeah. through uh, Johnny Torrio, and um, your biography says that he was somebody that you viewed as a mentor. Can you tell us a little bit more about your relationship with him?
3: Oh well, Johnny. Um, when I first met Johnny, and this is really funny, I uh, you know I, I extended my hand to shake his, mm. and he um, spit on my hand. He spit on your hand. Yeah. Okay. And he said, uh, pleasantries are for faggots. Wow. I know, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I, I mean, that was like, okay, But I have just moved to Chicago, <laughs> had all my stuff waiting for me, and I'm like, what, what did I do here? And then he said, he said, Calm down, I'm just kidding, and he gave me a big hug, mm. uh,
0: and that's when I knew I was like, oh, I, I made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there other uh, any other moments of miscommunication uh, early on in your relationship with Donatorio? The similar moments where you thought maybe I shouldn't have come out here to to work for him in Chicago?
3: Um, a few. Um, you know, there was one night when I had uh, we had just finished uh, brewing up some uh, moonshine. It was like, mm. me and him really late in the in the lab we had, and uh, you know, he kind of like. Um, started giving me, a, like, a back rub. Okay. You know, and, like, I, that was, like, weird. I, I didn't, I wasn't, certainly wasn't looking for that. And, yeah. And uh, I, I didn't really know what to say. I, I was, like, in my mind, I'm weighing, like, is this inappropriate? Is this not inappropriate? Mm-hmm. Do I want to tell him that it's inappropriate? Like, I don't know. So I kind of just let him do it. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, and then we just didn't talk
0: about it again. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you just had this kind of moment that, I mean, we would call that today, Um, like maybe like a low level of sexual harassment in the workplace. Sure. Mm -hmm. Is that, would you describe that as how you felt about the incident? We didn't have that vocabulary
3: at the time. So you can't really put your feelings into words. I mean, words are very powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, so God, I, I really just shoved it
0: deep down in my subconscious Mm -hmm. and tried not to think about it. Do you think that maybe any of that affected you later in life? Like having that, having that emotionally, uh, having that emotional moment buried? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like uh you think that maybe it uh exacerbated some of the violent acts that you were famous for? Well, I think it uh I think it impacted my ability to trust
3: people. Okay. And you know, there were times when I uh killed uh, members mm-hmm. of my own outfit. Yes. Um over things that in retrospect might not have been definitively um indicative of betrayal. Okay. Like for example? Um well, uh there was this one kid maybe 15 And we had sent him out to sell some moonshine, and Mm -hmm. he comes back, and he says, like, oh, like, the moonshine got stolen by a rival gang, Mm -hmm. and I just, like, wasn't buying it. Okay. And then I killed him. Oh, wow. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And you view that as directly related to, you know, some of the uh, unspoken uh, uh, negative feelings that you had with Johnny Torrio.
3: It's hard to say. Okay. It's hard to say. But, you know, I, that is one particular incident. I don't have many regrets in life. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would say I have one regret in life, and mm-hmm. that might be it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, we don't uh, have to get, uh, have to delve too deep into that, but uh, I understand that six years later, I, you're only 26 years old now, mm-hmm. uh, Torrio gets shot, and, you know, he survives, but he effectively signs over his gang, the Chicago Outfit, to you. Yeah. You're 26 years old, and now you're in control of... This extremely powerful criminal organization, and it's given to you by your mentor, someone mm-hmm. that you used to look up to. That must have been extremely gratifying, or complicated. I'm, I'm seeing now. Well, it was complicated. Mm. Um,
3: okay, so, um, so it wasn't just like given to me willy nilly. I mean, there were some stipulations. Okay, yeah. Uh, one was that. Um, well, uh Johnny um when Johnny offered me the the deal, he, mm-hmm. said he basically said if anything happens to me, you take over, right? I mean, yeah. there were, there was a condition which was just that I um we had to sort of cuddle. You had to cuddle a little bit? Yeah, I had to cuddle uh, with him.
0: Um like was like a uh, was this a, a r- r- sort of like a a weekly thing or was mm-hmm. it just like you have to cuddle me once and then you get the 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 mob? Um it was nightly. Every every night, yeah. And how long did this go on for? Well,
3: that was the um, it was about the last uh,
0: nine months of his life. Really? Yeah. So the not last nine months of his life, you would cuddle with Johnny Torrio mm-hmm. every night. And, and, and let me stress, nothing happened. No, no, of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I you know, living today in 2016, like I think we all understand the. You know the rainbow of different uh, types of relationships that exist between you know people, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know this relationship between two you know uh, put uh, I'm assuming heterosexual men you know could just exist yes, somewhere on that yes, spectrum. Thank you. Well, yeah.
3: I don't I don't know if I would put it on a spectrum. It was just mm-hmm. it was a, I would call it a business decision
0: on my part. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you had no emotional connection to these. Uh, Nightly cuddle sessions between you, Al Capone, and your boss, Johnny Torrio.
3: No, no. In Mm -hmm. fact, I was um, closing my eyes and imagining – I was sort of doing a guided meditation during the thing. So I was totally elsewhere Mm -hmm. during this. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was meditation a big part of your life at that time? Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay. It was an act of necessity mm. uh,
0: so as I mentioned before, like the other mob bosses tended to stay away from gratuitous violence and turf wars, you know, saying that you know when there's peace there's better business you know for everybody, sure, but it seems like this was something that you embraced, and for your entire career as a mob boss, you're waging war against uh you know other gangs in uh, in the city, but mostly the north side gang mm-hmm. um, Is there a reason why you didn't try to simply coexist, and you know did you really need to? run all of the illegal activity in Chicago. Well,
3: uh, people say peace is good for business. Mm-hmm. And that's true as long as everybody's peaceful. But yes. y- y- you ever seen that there's like a logic puzzle that says if, if you know, if, if if everybody pushes the button, um, everybody dies. Mm-hmm. If nobody pushes the button, uh, everybody gets a million dollars. Okay. But if one person pushes the button, that person gets a million dollars and everybody else dies. I might have that a little little backwards, but the point is is that the first person who makes chaos in a peaceful world Mm -hmm. profits the
0: most. Okay, and so this was your um, this was your motive. This was your tactic. Was I'm going to be the pers- the one person that pushes the button? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, once again, if you're just joining us, we are here today with infamous Prohibition era mob boss Al Capone. Hello. And it is uh, it's around this time that you start building up your public persona. You start gallivanting around with glamorous women, mm-hmm. wearing flashy suits and expensive jewelry. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think this had any effect on your relationship with your enemies, the the police, the uh, the, the North Side gang? It drove them crazy. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only am I killing their people,
3: taking their turf, or violating their laws, Mm -hmm. I'm living large. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you see any examples of this? Like, could you, uh, or did you maybe hear through the grapevine that people were incensed by your behavior?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was in the newspapers. Mm -hmm. They called me, you know, um, uh, you know, God. There were so many nicknames for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, a lot of them were inadvertently complimentary. Okay. I mean, one just called me the Great Al Capone.
0: Mm, that's you a know, pretty simple nickname.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it was intended to be ironic,
0: but it, <laughs> it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't really convey sarcasm over print all it, that easily. It's hard. I mean, it's much mm-hmm. easier now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other uh, of those nicknames that you remember from, from the paper? Yeah. Um,
3: uh yeah well, uh one guy got wind of the janitorio thing mm. uh uh-huh, and called me uh Cuddler Capone, which i didn't like, but really, yeah, so this information actually
0: leaked to
3: one yeah. of the other gangs yeah, it
0: leaked mm-hmm. how, how what effect did this have on on you
3: um th- i didn't like it <laughs> did not like it
0: mm-hmm. did you did you seek any kind of vengeance
3: um you know, I decided to play this one, I decided to go high on this one mm-hmm. um instead of going low. And I just uh, had, um, you know, I would go out with one woman on each arm, Mm -hmm. and then another woman on each of their arms. Oh, so you sort of drive home the fact. So you're in the center of this four woman sandwich. Yes, exactly, Mm -hmm. and that sent a message.
0: Now, um, obviously, you have so many uh, wild nights in Chicago. Mm -hmm. You know, you're living the life. You're you're the head of this giant criminal organization. Uh surely there was a moment where, you know, you're you're looking around at everything that's happened, you're having this crazy night and you realize that you've made it. Yeah. Um, do you can you can you um, uh remember for us any night in particular that maybe you think like wow, this is the life?
3: Yeah, I uh, walked into the uh uh Copacabana Club. Mm-hmm. There was a Copacabana in Chicago. <laughs> yes, there was. Okay. It was very brief. Um <laughs> But I, I walked in, and, um, and I had a special entrance. So, that of course, I come in on a balcony level, mm-hmm. and I look down. There's a throng of people. Yeah. Suddenly, the music stops. Spotlight right on me. They say, the great Al Capone is here. I've mm-hmm. got my four women. Everyone looks up at me and cheers. Keep in mind, this is the day where I had just murdered, or had murdered, 30 people. 30 people. On the north side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the day I realized, there are no consequences to my actions. Mm-hmm. I have made it. Nothing can take me down, wow and uh um, it felt um well it, i don't know It didn't feel it didn't feel like I thought it would feel really mm mm-hmm. it didn't feel when I was a kid
0: and I was dreaming about a moment like that it didn't feel it didn't feel that mm hmm
2: mm-hmm.
0: Um what was your uh was it at the time did you have the a level of self reflection like i need to do something to fix this or do you just think i need more of this
3: Well i don't think self reflection was my was my strong suit at mm-hmm. the time yeah. Um yeah my first thought was i need to buy this club Okay
0: Yeah And uh maybe that will help fill the hole that you felt inside Yeah
3: i could think if i own the club i can make this moment happen every night Oh
0: and then maybe you know i'll, I'll feel something mm-hmm. Yeah Okay. So and I, uh, I and bought, then I bought the club. So you bought the, the shortly lived Copacabana in Chicago. Yeah. Um, did that have hor- any kind of emotional. No? It was a horrific fire. Oh, yeah. I see. Mm. Was, um, was, was, do you know the cause of the fire? Uh, yeah. A horse in the club kicked over a lantern. A horse in the club kicked Kick over the a lantern? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hesitate to ask, but was this. Uh, a horse that was there for some sort of promotion or you know was it a uh, was it a prank or no it was a promotional horse for the Kentucky Derby <laughs> oh so they <laughs> it send was a horse a wild idea to help promote the Kentucky Derby yeah
3: i didn't when i bought the, i bought the club very hastily i didn't understand mm-hmm. zoning codes and things like that oh, okay yeah. yeah
0: um so uh that was over fast oh <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm sorry to hear that um now i i would be remiss if i did not mention the saint valentine's day massacre mm-hmm. um you organized this giant raid on the Northside gang in an attempt to kill their boss, Bugs Moran. Mm -hmm. And uh, not only do you fail to kill Bugs, but also this is the first time that public perception turns against you. And people see these violent images of, uh, of these people that you massacred, and they start to... Um, no longer idolize you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you regret orchestrating the St. Valentine's Day massacre? Yeah, it was a mistake. It was the wrong day to do something violent. You think that maybe if you just done it on a different day... Mm-hmm. Then... I think if I had waited till the 15th, it would have been fine. Really? Mm-hmm. So you think that it was just the fact that it was on Valentine's Day that incensed people so much?
3: Absolutely. Mm. It's a day of love and kindness and, and, and caring, and, and here I am murdering people. Mm. I thought I was bigger than Valentine's
0: Day, and that was my problem. I see. Maybe, um, yeah, you, you flew too close to the sun. I Kid. Mm-hmm. um as you know that's where the expression comes from you know like no one is bigger than uh valentine's day no one's bigger than jesus no one is yes um now was there any logic to having this on valentine's day like something that you thought like you know i could wait until the 15th but yeah
3: i uh i thought that i was going to remake valentine's day in my image oh okay mm-hmm. interesting it was Really stupid. What was I,
0: your what would what's what's your ideal version of Valentine's Day? Like, how did you see that coming to fruition? What would Valentine's Day look like after that?
3: Um, you know what? I thought uh, we could spin this and say uh, this is a day when a lot of people died. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, uh, we should take care of each other, appreciate each other while we're here. Interesting. I don't know. It was really. I did it quickly. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it sounds like maybe you have a history of impulse control. I, it's a yeah of a lack of impulse control. It's totally. I mean. I, have you ever held a Tommy gun? I have not held a Tommy gun, no. Uh, you should go out and hold a Tommy gun mm-hmm. and see how it makes you feel. Okay. Before, before you judge. All it right. Because um, it is the greatest piece of machinery ever created. Mm-hmm. When What was your first experience with a Tommy gun? Um, well, uh, Torio gave me one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Took me to a field in the middle of the woods. Yeah. At up, how old are you at this point? Um, 19, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, set up some glass bottles on some tree stumps. Yeah and just said you know usually this is when you're shooting bottles glass bottles it's a slow thing you aim
0: shoot aim shoot
3: aim yeah. shoot this was just this one sweep across they were all gone
0: mm-hmm. i i didn't even i mean you don't even have to aim mm yeah and uh, and that filled you with a sense of power in you uh, oh my god it was mm-hmm. the greatest thing do you think that was maybe one of the uh deciding moments that sort of like diverted your career definitely towards what you would eventually become
3: well you know uh, the instant gratification of it mm-hmm. was, was was really seductive. Yes, um, and I, I would say, it, yeah, it probably pushed me into into what I was doing. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Um, now, not too soon, not too far after the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, you were of course arrested mm-hmm. and found guilty of tax evasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there ever a part of you that thinks like, "Wow, that's what I got taken down for? That's insane!" Like considering what I, you know, did and what I accomplished in my life
3: uh i'd say it's a major point of pride oh uh, really oh yeah i kill mm-hmm. people in broad daylight yeah i mean they saw me do it who, who saw you do it were you thinking of a specific uh, incident uh was civilians police they mm-hmm. saw me do it and, and if they did you know sometimes i kill them sometimes i wouldn't but it's just you couldn't you couldn't there was no such thing as video
0: what was the um what, what what do you think was the most um outlandish uh public murder you ever did that you can't you're like i cannot believe i'm not being punished for this
3: Okay. All right. This one's crazy. Okay. All right. I killed a judge. A judge? Uh huh. Okay. On a merry-go-round in the middle of the World's Fair.
0: In Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, there was throngs of people. All right, there's a there's a giant celebration happening. It's the it's the World's Fair in the famous World's Fair in mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah, it was the first uh, merry-go-round ever that had ever existed. Yeah, but oh.
3: back then it was called a a spinning spinning spinny herd. Spinny herd. Yeah, they changed the name. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, fairy floss was cotton candy. I mean, yes. that was the first yeah. names, but yeah,
0: mm-hmm. a lot of vernacular has changed you know, mm-hmm. since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you were there celebrating. Uh, you see this judge, mm-hmm. um, obviously not in the judge's robe. You know he's uh, oh, no, no, you know, no. Yes, and he was with his family, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, people just know him as a judge in Chicago. Oh, sure, Judge mm-hmm. M- McClatchy. Judge McClatchy. You, you know
3: Judge McClatchy. Mm-hmm. You're anyone in Chicago.
0: Uh, and and what what uh, precipitated this uh, this event? Like, did you have a, a rivalry with this judge? No, he had convicted a couple of my friends. So mm-hmm. you know, I just I knew this
3: guy was trouble. If I ever went up against this guy, I was I was not going to get away with it. So okay. um, I had to you
0: know to just take care of this. So he is he on the uh yeah. as you called it the whirly herd? Uh, the spinny herd. The spinny herd, right. Um yeah he was. Mm-hmm. Uh he
3: looked ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, I mean it was a bunch of horses, but he picked the swan. There was like one <laughs> swan. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Just to bring more anyway, so I just, I just I just saw him, waited for him to come around and mm-hmm. popped him right in the head. Uh you shot him in the head? Uh huh. And uh, there were there were no ramifications to this whatsoever. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I just ran away. You ran away. I just ran away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, there were articles, Capone kills judge, blah, 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 blah. But then, you know, it's like, unless they catch you that day, mm-hmm. basically you're good. Really? Mm-hmm. That's how it was in Chicago at the time. There weren't enough people mm. controlling things. Oh,
0: I understand. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that I found so uh, ironic about your story is that, um, you know, you're imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a, uh, a, um, a physical from the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they discover that for the past, like, 13 years of your life, you've had syphilis, and it has been slowly causing you to go insane. And some argue that was the cause of your eventual death. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a part of you that wishes like, oh, God, if I'd only gotten caught sooner, they would have caught this sooner. Maybe I could have, you know, lived longer and done more.
3: Mm. No, I
0: like. I know where I got the syphilis. You
3: mm-hmm. got it from Johnny Torrio.
0: You got it from Johnny Torrio. Yeah, I did. Well, I uh, you made it sound as though this relationship was purely a cuddle relationship. I cuddled with him every night for mm. nine
3: months. I mean, do you really think? <laughs> I mean, at least once. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, just at least. One. I mean, uh, this it's... is a,
0: a just incredible well, news to be digesting.
3: You know, I, it's just. When you're that close to someone for so long, it doesn't matter who you are or what your orientation is. You kind of just, I mean, it's like if you were two guys lost alone in the
0: woods, after a while, you'd probably be fucking. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it, that's all it is. I understand. Um, yeah. Wow. That is, uh, that's, that's an incredible bombshell. I mean, the, the, the historical records suggest that, you know, you worked at a, at. uh, Uh, a brothel for so long you were originally a bouncer for johnny torio at a brothel in Mm -hmm. chicago Mm -hmm. um it was suggested that you contracted syphilis there at some point
3: no i was always very careful you were careful Uh with the
0: women in the brothel
3: yeah i didn't know you could get syphilis from a man i honestly didn't there's no sex
0: education Mm -hmm. you know you just don't know i understand oh um you know but uh had you caught the syphilis earlier maybe you would have lived past 33 well yeah Mm -hmm. i guess
3: A lot of shame Mm, I understand
0: Yeah Yeah well I mean it was a uh, It it was a very It was a huge life that you lived
3: You know my father said um, Once that um, Only the good die young Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know what he meant by that Because (laughs) He was pretty old when he died Mm -hmm. And I was pretty young
0: when I died Yeah I just think There's a lot of bullshit out there Mm, There is a lot of bullshit out there Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us today, Mr. Capone We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back We'll be joined uh, by the founder of Christianity Jesus of Nazareth Stay with us
1: Oh, famous deadbeat Oh,
0: famous deadbeat everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes. And if you're so inclined, rate us five stars and leave a comment. That stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeopleShow at gmail.com if you want a specific famous dead person on the show or if you have any comments or whatever we love hearing from you guys and lastly if you really like this show and you want to send us some money to help keep us on the air go to radiofreebrooklyn.com slash famous dead people and click on the support this show button thanks again for listening and now back to the show oh, the famous dead people, famous dead- Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My next guest was a preacher, philosopher, and central figure of the uh, religion Christianity. Please welcome to Famous Dead People, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, thank you so much for being with us Yo, here today. Sam, hey. uh, before we begin, uh, so much of your history is... Um, it, it's clouded in mystery. The The historical records from that time yeah. are extremely spotty. Right. Uh, so, you know, we're getting all this information from you from religious texts, which sure. are, you know, uh, completely unreliable. You right, know, exactly. they've been translated so many times.
1: Don't believe the liberal media. That's what I say. <laughs> mm-hmm. you
0: know? uh, so as we're going forward, you know, please feel free to correct or clarify sure. any facts as you remember them, because some sure. of these stories are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd love to hear your take on them. Um, I think it's fair to say that you're one of the most influential people that have ever existed. Oh, you know, come on. the scope Oh, Jesus, don't be modest. Uh the scope of your impact is mind-boggling. It's completely altered our development as a species from massive religious wars to political movements. When you look around and you see just how much has happened because of you and your teaching. What's your takeaway? Like how does look, it feel to be the cause of all that, all the good look, and all the
1: bad? You know, I that that stuff has nothing to do with me. You know, I just – I get up every day, mm-hmm. put put my sandals on one foot at a time, mm-hmm. go out, I say my piece, and what other people want to do with it, you know, more power to it. That's what I say. Mm. You, know? you feel
0: but, uh, uh, separate from what your religion has become?
1: Yeah. I, I just don't think that, you know, you can uh, confuse – I guess the the art from the artist, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean. I think you have to separate those those two things. Mm-hmm. I I just get get up like you know. I mean, if if uh, you uh, get sick from expired milk, do you blame the cow? No, no, no the you cow don't. Cow is just there getting squeezed. <laughs> you know, and that's what I I just think of myself as, uh, you know, a, a cat, a religious cow. I understand.
0: Uh, now, one thing I didn't realize until uh, after I booked. Uh, after I'd booked uh, you and Mr. Capone on the same show is that you have something really unlikely in common is that you both died at the age of 33 right um, obviously from different causes um, but that's uh, such an incredible yeah. <laughs> coincidence I'd like to ask you both since you know you have this unique commonality uh, what does it feel like to both accomplish so much in such a short amount of time but also not be given the opportunity to see exactly how far you can go by living longer
1: well you know it, it's sad you know um mm-hmm. I mean that's that's why I say you know, carpe diem, or as as we say in the business, carpenter
0: diem. That's uh, that's very clever, Jesus. Car- carpentry mm-hmm. diem. Yeah, mm-hmm. what I'm
1: saying. I do see as what we're a, saying. As a carpenter.
3: And uh, Mr. But, Capone. Uh, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. It is sad, and I say Capone diem. Yeah,
0: that's good. It's uh, I can't believe that works so well for for both of for both of you to have uh, you know puns at the ready.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Life is short. You got to keep laughing. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. That's (laughs) that's Jesus's big motto, you Mm -hmm. know, just wear a smile every day Mm -hmm. and just do your best out there because you never know when uh, the Romans might nail you. To a cross, mm, yes.
0: Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about your early life in Nazareth? Like we've all heard the stories of
1: mm, I was a cut up, you know. I really the uh,
0: was. <laughs> we've heard the stories about the virgin birth. You know, you're born in a manger in Bethlehem. Mm, uh, fantastic manger. Uh, oh, really?
1: Yeah, it was great.
0: You yeah. have a you have memories of the day that you were born?
1: Yeah, I do. I, okay. I, I uh,
0: man, what you is know, your earliest I, memory, Jesus?
1: Uh, I remember myrrh. <laughs> I just remember... You remember that myrrh remember was there. a lot of myrrh. Okay. Tons of myrrh.
0: Well, that's supported you know? by the historical records, so that yeah. you know, that checks out.
1: That's... I don't really remember the context. mm mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, myrrh. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, wait. Frankincense. There was also frankincense
0: there, yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it was kind of mixing with the myrrh. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was, it had this, uh, this kind of pungent smell. Mm-hmm.
0: Um so you said that you were a bit of a a bit of a, a rab when you were young?
1: Oh yeah, I played so many pranks. Really a prankster. On, on people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: Like what what was a what was a Jesus prank from back in the day?
1: Well, uh you know, I used to kind of my a friend of mine would would uh be you know, say to a leper, "Hey, look over there." And I'd be like on my hands and knees and the, the leper would, you know, Uh, fall uh, over me
0: so so you'd push a leper
1: no I wouldn't push Mm -hmm. anyone I'd be the leper wouldn't see me there Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, you know so my friend would be like oh you know kind of Say, hey, look over there. And the leper wouldn't see me and trip over me, mm-hmm. trip over my back. And then I, of course, I, you know, uh, washed the leper's feet mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever. I mean, I'm just kidding. You're all right. Yeah. You know. Um,
0: so uh, even you're, at you're, that you're, young, uh, an age, young of an age, you had that magnanimous spirit. Yeah, yeah I had and a good
1: heart, but I, I like to laugh.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know? <laughs> you, that's Jesus' motto. You got to laugh every day. You never know when you might meet. Your untimely demise. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Now, one of the famous stories. Walking
1: in a garden.
0: Hmm? Um, While walking in a garden. Yeah. Yep. That tracks. Uh, One of the famous stories of your youth is that you go missing one day when you're a child. Uh, Your mother Mary starts frantically looking for you. Yeah. Uh, She eventually finds you in a temple, and when Mm -hmm. she asks you why you wandered off to the temple, you reply that quote You must be in your father's house. Uh, What exactly did you mean by that?
1: Well, you know my dad, God, um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, didn't get a lot of face time with him growing up and, All right. uh you know, I was just like, well, you know, um, I miss the guy, <laughs> we don't talk,
0: mm-hmm. you know? at that age you 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 feel um you feel abandoned, you feel um yeah, I
1: just didn't really have much of a role model, you know, mm-hmm. my mom, she tried her best, but uh you know i didn't really know how to talk to girls
0: mm-hmm. and you feel like That's... if you would only had more communication with god yeah then you would have
1: anyone a dad mm-hmm. you know I well mean, you know you
0: had joseph you know yeah, was your yeah uh, i
1: mean, I mean you could call was... him your
0: stepfather
1: yeah i guess i i could but uh i don't know that guy couldn't, you know, he, he threw like a girl. Uh, couldn't play catch to save mm. his life. I mean, he
0: seems like it was a pretty uh, masculine figure in your life. He yeah. was a carpenter, after all. He worked with his hands.
1: Yeah, you think so? Mm-hmm. But oh my god, could not hold a ball. To mm-hmm. Save his life. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean he was he was great. He could really, you know, he could he could pump out an armoire with the best of them, but. Mm-hmm. You know, just not a very, uh, I guess, athletic guy. I see. You know what I mean? Just just not a real—he's kind of a beta male, mm. to be honest. Now, one
0: of the things that I wanted to uh, clarify is, you know, we talk about you as being the son of God, uh-huh. you know, one of the Holy Trinity. Totally. You are, You are the Messiah, you know? Yes. And, I mean, in a sense, the teachings of, of Christianity say that we are all God's children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. the controversy surrounding your— you know, your time on earth is that you claim that you were, you know, sitting at his right hand and that you are, you know, um, uh, a messenger from God, essentially. Right. And so you maintain that this is true, that this is accurate.
1: Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Uh God and I, we talk, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get brunch, have a couple of mimosas. <laughs> mm-hmm. He'll be like, hey, you know. Uh, I need you to blah, 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 you know, don't covet thy neighbor's wife. I need you to go and, you know, just say say these things. Go stand on a hill, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure it's a hill. (laughs) Make sure it's a hill. Not a mountain because that's too far up. Yes. People won't hear you (laughs) and don't stand in a valley because then people will literally look down on you. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a nice hill. Yes. And stand on it. And then the people will come and listen to, to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Even the meek. Even the forget meek about the meek. Mm-hmm. Let them know they're all right. They're blessed. Everyone's blessed. You know, put a little honey on it before you get to the vinegar. Put a you little, know. yeah. Yeah. I think, a, who's it that said a, a spoonful of sugar makes uh, the medicine go down? Mary Poppins. That would right. be Mary Poppins. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, um, fantastic woman. How, at what, at what age did you
0: realize that you had this connection to the divine father, to the creator of all?
1: Oh, I, very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know saying, that before you
0: knew that Joseph was not your father?
1: Uh, yeah, I just never got a very, uh, you know, uh, paternal feeling from, from Joseph, mm-hmm. and also, uh, he and my mom never had sex. Wait, never. I mean, I never saw it. <laughs> I mean, believe me, I was listening. I was curious about you know all that stuff. So you were, age. I so, was a real horned dog. So you,
0: <laughs> so you, Jesus of Nazareth, you, act, you made an active effort to try to get evidence that Mary and Joseph, your parents, mm. were doing it, and you never, you never heard anything.
1: No, and I just that struck me as weird. Mm. You no, know? I mean, uh, I mean, I
0: think it's safe to say that it's weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, mm. you know, I mean, you're you're married, right? Mm-hmm. You're married, and uh, you know, you'd think there'd be a little bit of knocking boots, yeah, you know, knocking sandals in their case. You well, know, there's um,
0: some apocryphal evidence that you had a brother that is, um, you know, not mentioned in the, mm. you know, standard religious texts. But I guess, um, you know, you could clarify for that that for us that if you if your parents never consummated ever, then he's you wouldn't more
1: of a family friend.
0: Oh, I see, like you an extra I mean? neighbor.
1: Uh, no, I mean, we took him in. It was, like, kind of a different stroke scenario. Oh, okay. You know, we mm-hmm. we went down uh, basketball courts and, the, like, oh, that guy, you know, looks like he needs some parents. <laughs> so we kind of <laughs> took him in, you know, like Phil mm-hmm. Drummond. Okay. And, uh, yeah. He was our own little, uh, Gary Coleman.
0: I don't want to get uh, too far off topic, but would yeah. you say that you were a fan of the TV show Different Strokes? Love it. Okay. just you wanted know? to make I mean, sure it's that it was true the, the official world
1: don't move to the beat of just one drug. That yeah? is true. Yeah, I mean that's sort of my core message: is what what might be right for you might not be, may, <laughs> might not be right for some.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you um? So so you recognize early on that Joseph is maybe not your father biologically. Great guy. Great guy.
1: Bit of a beta male, like I was <laughs> saying. Yeah. Bit of a puss. Okay. I don't want to. Is that? Can I say that on here? Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, there just wasn't that bond there. Mm-hmm.
0: You know and what I mean? at what point do you realize that you're the son of God instead?
1: I uh, went for a walk one, one time, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I saw a uh, bush. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, it just kind of hit me. <laughs> just You know, you ever get, you know, sort of like, a, mm-hmm. you ever get hiccups? Yes. It's kind of like that.
0: Oh, and then those hiccups were basically
1: your... Uh, it's just like, you, it just kind of happened... Maybe I swallowed a little a bit, uh, air bubble, but I just had this uh, epiphany. Mm. And I actually did have the hiccups, too. Yes. Which I couldn't get rid of, just <laughs> like the feeling that I was the son of God.
0: I understand. Eventually,
1: the hiccups went away. But not the conviction that I was the son God's of God. Messiah, mm. Son of God.
0: The hiccups left, the conviction stayed. Right. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us, we are joined today by founder of Christianity, Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. Um, now, according to the different Gospels, you're baptized by, uh, you know, John the Baptist. Right. Uh, the story goes that John is baptizing people, removing their original sin— uh, and when he gets very to good you. At that,
1: very professional.
0: Well, yeah. Well, well, that was his name, you know, yeah, the Baptist.
1: I know. It would be very disappointing if John the Baptist couldn't. Was not good at baptizing. Shit, right? Yes. So, um,
0: you know, the story goes that when he gets to you, mm. that the heavens open, it is announced that you're the Messiah, and John states that instead you should baptize him. How does that make you feel? This man's famous. For his baptisms, that's his name. And it's a little bit like going to see Michael Jordan play basketball. And Michael Jordan's saying, like, no, you. I want to watch you play basketball.
1: Yeah. I mean, man, I was like, dude, this is a huge honor. Yeah. You know? I mean, me? Really? Baptize the baptizer? Yeah. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would be like uh if uh, Kobayashi Maru was like, no, you eat the hot dogs. Me? I mean, you're... Is that the guy? Am I getting that name right?
0: I think, um, uh, I think it is Kobayashi. I'm not sure if that's his last name, though. Uh, I don't know. I think the Kobayashi Maru is the um, famous uh, um, test in Star Trek that Kirk cheated on that was talked about in um, The Wrath of Khan and also the Star Trek reboot with yeah. Chris Pine.
1: Right. So yeah. I think the analogy still holds. But... Uh, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, it was a huge honor, you know what mm. I mean? But it was kind of awkward, you know? The heavens, they're open. I mean, what do I do? I mean, yeah. you're supposed to... Well, what did you do? I was like, yeah, sure, I'll i will baptize So you, you baptized John the Baptist. I did. I, I uh, yeah, I, I did it. Yeah. I, it was just like, hey, man, I mean, you should know. You're Mr. Baptism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know... Mrs. Butterworth's like, hey, you know, here, take the syrup mantle. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, she knows syrup. Did he then you turn I mean?
0: around and baptize you as well?
1: Oh yeah, we we just told, oh all the live long day we just spent <laughs> the rest of the day just you I'll baptize you you mm-hmm. baptize me. So there's just water everywhere by the oh we were just laughing covered in water mm-hmm. you know uh, <laughs> just <laughs> eating. Wafers, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, just eating those those mm-hmm. baptism wafers, so it's uh it's that around this... so full of wafer. <laughs> I'll tell you,
0: I'm sure, oh. it was around that time that uh, you end up going on a spiritual mission into the desert. Uh, you're led there, according to some of the scriptures, by the Holy Spirit too fast and to reach spiritual clarity. Yeah, it was
1: and, uh, the Holy Spirit, definitely the, the Google Maps. Of, <laughs> of, uh,
0: of, uh, of your religion. of
1: Yeah, of Christianity. It was,
0: um, but it's here that— Couldn't
1: the, have got there without
0: it. It's here that we have one of the famous stories of you inter- interacting with the devil. Sure. And uh, the devil supposedly tempts you three times while you are on your religious quest. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that experience?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I want to say Devil, great guy. Really? You know, a little... I wouldn't expect that. I wouldn't expect you under- to have that attitude towards him. Stood. I mean, you know, it's we, we kind of keep the adversarial uh, thing going when the cameras are on.
0: Oh, I see.
1: You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like that's what people expect. But, you, you know, we we definitely have our differences. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know, uh, he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> uh you know, me, Jill Stein, of course. Oh, yes. Um, but, uh, no, I mean you know, yeah, he was that guy, Mr. <laughs> temptation. You mm-hmm. know, I, you know, I was like, I, I have a a quest, and he's like, but I brought brownies. Mm-hmm. You
0: know. And so the like, first temptation is brownies. Yeah. That is, uh, that's. I mean, it's against the historical record. You oh, know? They say well, that they, what do
1: they say? I they mean, offered they, you What do they know? That, I mean, believe
0: was, he offered you uh, as much bread and wine as you could. Bread, as you could brownies, try. you know, mm-hmm.
1: br. I think there might have been, yeah, some sort of. Um, What's that? The box wine? the uh, Franzia? Franzia. Really? Yeah, there's brownies and, and Franzia. He really, he, uh, a little bit of cheese. It was basically, uh, it was like an art reception. Mm-hmm. It, was, yeah. it was great. It was very hard to uh, resist.
0: Yes, but you do resist, of yeah, course. Yeah, I was like,
1: I can, I can make my own wine. Thank you mm-hmm. very much, you know. Um, and what was the, uh, the second temptation? Second temptation was uh, a date with Ava uh, Longoria. <laughs>
0: Odd, yeah. I mean, well, well, you know, you does he present her to you because obviously she doesn't exist at this point in time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: think it was Ava Longoria, yeah, S- yeah. Well, that was knowing, definitely her
0: knowing what you know now. He didn't say, like, this is Ava Longoria, he just presented you with a woman, yeah, yeah. But you looking back, you know, now you know what Ava Longoria is like,
1: yeah. I was like, that's
0: her, that's definitely her,
1: and uh, boy. When now, you when you what first a, saw her, what a looker.
0: oh yes, very attractive woman. You, I
1: mean, we'd agree, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, who who would disagree? I mean, t- tempting.
0: Yeah, of course. Now, when you saw her, you know, um, you know, in in modern times, mm. you know, was there a moment where you were like, "Oh my God, I've seen that woman somewhere like, before." You
1: look familiar. So familiar. Yes. You look tempting. Mm-hmm. I'm tempted, and I have déjà vu.
0: Yes, and there was like the temptation where? that jogged your memory.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, why am I so tempted? <laughs> what is this feeling of temptation, this familiar feeling of temptation? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was because I had uh, yeah, seen her in that, the desert there. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, temptation.
0: Uh, but, of course, you resist this uh, second temptation also.
1: Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on.
0: Mm-hmm. Me, your buddy Jesus, of course. <laughs> and what was the third temptation?
1: Uh, it was actually the temptations. <laughs> it was... Uh, tickets to, to, uh, a Temptations (laughs) concert.
0: I just want to clarify, because, um... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know the temptations. Fantastic you know, band. They, they're, they're great. Nobody doesn't like the Temptations. Um, <laughs> How are you going to resist? Are you going to resist they're, the temptations? Te-
1: oh, front row, center.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. orchestra seats. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the venue was?
1: Uh, yeah, it was uh, Roseland Ballroom. Roseland Ballroom. Yeah. All right. Now no, that was back when that was still open. So
0: none so of those. It was things, a long time. Ago. None of those things exist at this point. in Okay. In history. Yeah, I'm a
1: little fuzzy on so, <laughs> the details, but well, I I'm I believe almost positive. I was, believe in
0: the power of the yeah. divine, and it's possible that the devil was able to present you with what you would later know to be The Temptations at Roseland Ballroom. Is that yeah. correct?
1: Yeah. I mean, Devil, very powerful, has a lot of connections. Yes. I think he's involved in Live Nation. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, I've never seen them live. You know, I've seen the Shirelles. <laughs> or, or, or you've seen, seen the, the Shirelles at this point? Okay. I'm a huge soul fan. Yes. Love the R&B. Mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin, very good friend of mine. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was like, oh man, this is, this is tempting, these temptation mm-hmm. tickets. And then. Uh, and it, like the definition of, of tempting.
0: But you resist that as well.
1: Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh man. That, I still, I sometimes I have second thoughts about that. Really? Like, yeah. You think I, maybe if you. A friend of mine went to the, and she's like, he, you missed out. <laughs> you know? They did uh, mm-hmm. all, all the hits.
0: Secondhand, Second That Emotion, I believe that was a temptation, right? Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Did that one. That was the big closer, did a, a extended version of that and uh,
0: Yeah, not to be missed. Well, I mean I'm I you know yeah. I'm I'm glad for all of your followers that you did not
1: tempt, uh, accept the temptations. Yeah. Well I guess. Yeah know, I'm sure it was ultimately the
0: mm-hmm.
1: best decision, yeah, you know, the greater good. But yeah. man. I mean they uh they broke up shortly after that. So I was had I the opportunity to do it again, I, I can't say what I would do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Now uh after your time in the desert, in the desert you begin your work preaching the word of our Lord God in Galilee and Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um you Fantastic appoint
1: place by the way. Both places. Yeah. Yeah. Both places uh yeah but uh there's a great uh bed and breakfast in Jerusalem next time mm-hmm. you're you're there uh give me a give me a ring and I'll... And you'll come down? I'll I'll I'll, re- I'll let you know the place. I can't think mm. of it. Out. Okay.
0: Um, you know, and it's at this beginning, uh, of your, you know, of your, uh, basically your ministry mm-hmm. that you appoint 12 apostles, the men who will travel around with you and help spread, uh, your message. Um, what was it like picking these 12 men to assist you? What, what was the process exactly?
1: Well, you know, uh, obviously I used a headhunter. Um, you did. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I knew a friend who was a recruiter. This is, this is before LinkedIn when yes was so of easy. course you know now it's just oh man mm. um and i was like you know g- give me uh 12 good guys you know i need a mm-hmm. good solid team yeah give me he's like you sure 12 is enough not 14 i was like 12 give me a baker's dozen of those <laughs> the best <laughs> best freaking apostles you could find mm-hmm. you know and uh, I went to work and i you know uh asked the standard questions i I was like what is your uh your biggest weakness mm-hmm. you know um where do you see yourself in five years yeah what's your five year plan is it mm-hmm. is it being an apostle is it is it getting into management mm-hmm. uh getting a, yeah just a a sense of you know how committed they were to the job mm-hmm. you know and um yeah, I I feel fortunate. I feel like I got a good bunch of apostles. You know? Yes, yeah. I, I can't think of a, a, a finer team. Mm-hmm. They all worked so well together. A great synergy.
0: Synergy in the twelve apostles. Group um,
1: mind. Group mind. I don't know if you ever taken a UCB <laughs> class. improv
0: class. I'm and familiar with, with the, the concept of group mind. The, the
1: group mind. Yes, and that is what these apostles
0: had. had. Okay, you guys connected. It was a good team.
1: I I would finish. So, we were so good. We would finish each other's. Sentences. Thank you. Al <laughs> now, See, I'm feeling it now. Of
0: all the uh of all the apostles you had, I understand that there were uh according to some records, there were two that were named Judas. There was uh Judas son of James mm-hmm. and Judas the one who would eventually betray you. Yeah. Um you know, was it ever confusing having these two Judases of the twelve apostles? You only have twelve men and two of them have the same name.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I mean uh one of them was, uh, I would be like, hey, Judy, you know? What one was, of them you what? called
0: Judy to distinguish.
1: Yeah. And they didn't like that because it was like, oh, a uh, woman's name, mm-hmm. feminine. i like, oh, what's the matter, Judy? What are you crying? Mm-hmm. You girl. And um, the other one I would call uh, Judas, mm-hmm. which is his name. Yes. And uh, that was one who betrayed me. And looking back, I should have called the one who betrayed me.
0: Judy, mm, maybe that would have been a um, a nice little uh, you know a, a small revenge you know for yeah, what he would eventually do. Yeah, to yeah
1: you. in hindsight, I call him uh, freaking Judy. Freaking Judy! Oh boy, mm-hmm. what what a mistake to trust that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, once again, if you're just joining us, we are here today with uh, philosopher and religious icon Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. Um, so uh, now you're you're uh, you're 33 years old. You attend what restor- historians refer to as the Last Supper, uh, where you gather. All of your uh, apostles together, and reveal that one of them will betray you. Do you know at this point that it is Judas that's going to betray you?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. I, I received an anonymous tip. Really? Yeah.
0: From it was a, a divine uh, inspiration, or S-
1: uh, actually TMZ. TMZ. Uh, yeah.
0: The um uh, gossip blog, gossip blog TMZ, informed Celebrity you,
1: gossip blog,
0: you that Judas was going to betray you. I mean, I find that a little hard to believe just because. Um, hey, it,
1: you're, we're in the same boat. <laughs> I was like, this guy, Judas, <laughs> my best bro.
0: No, no, no. That's not the thing I find it hard to believe. I no, find it, yeah, <laughs> I
1: agree.
0: I find it hard to believe that uh, we you got close. this information from TMZ.
1: Yeah, no, it was. I'm still rattled by it. I mm. mean,
0: it's,
1: it's been a long time, but yeah. I'm still not over it.
0: And so, but you invite him to dinner anyways. Yeah. And any particular reason? What was the motivation there?
1: I mean, I ordered a lot of food. You
0: know? uh, so you just needed one more person?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I hate, you know me, Jesus hates wasting food. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and I was I couldn't find a leopard to kind of dump it all off on. Yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we have smoked salmon, which in hindsight, I guess it keeps pretty well. Yeah, period, it smoked but, salmon does, yeah. But, you know, I was like, yeah, thought, you know what, and that, you know. What are you gonna do? I'm Jesus. Mm. I don't. I don't hold grudges. Uh,
0: I'd like to go through uh, a couple of the miracles that you are famous for, sure. and uh, just let me know if these are are real things that happened, if there were exaggerations, if there was um, maybe a different story behind them. Sure. Uh, turning water into wine.
1: Water into wine. Yeah. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, one one time.
0: Just uh, one time.
1: Yeah, you know, I was at a party. I wanted to impress a girl, and mm. I was like, hey, "Look what I can do!" Mm. I, but it didn't work. You know, oh no yeah mm. she had a boyfriend <laughs>
0: yeah. uh walking on water
1: walking on water uh yeah one time
0: mm-hmm. same
1: party so really trying to impress the same girl yeah <laughs> i really thought that would have done <laughs> i was like this is mm-hmm. you know i mm-hmm. mean you're i don't know her, what her boyfriend did it was you know just like
0: super impressive by comparison or
1: something yeah, yeah. you know she's mm-hmm. like, oh, i don't date carpenters oh, all right, fine. <laughs>
0: um uh raising Lazarus from the dead.
1: I did do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And uh she he was the man who was dead for 4 days, you just bring him back to life.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Same party. It's not
0: really. Yeah. Really it's just to impress this one girl?
1: No, no. I'd given up and I was just bored. Okay. I was like, what do I, you know, I'm at this party, mm-hmm. it's a real sausage fest. <laughs> uh bring this Lazarus guy back. At least we'll hang out. Mhm. the shit.
0: And uh, finally, my last question: uh, Your resurrection from the
1: dead—did
0: mm. that actually happen as well?
1: Right, you're talking to me. Mm. All right, We're here. All right, we're I'm having, having, fun. <laughs> All right, having fun. This is great. Having fun. This is. I'll let you decide that one.
0: Now, there's still so many people that live and die by your word. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to the billions of people who still continue to worship you to this day?
1: Yeah, I just want to say thanks. <laughs> I really appreciate the continued support i know Mm -hmm. you have other religions to choose from (laughs) and i appreciate you sticking with christianity it really means a lot
0: Mm -hmm. well that is all uh for this week's episode of famous dead people I like to thank my guests al capone and uh jesus of nazareth for joining us in the studio today Uh, i have one final question for you both i know it's a little bit weird but um i like to end every show by asking my guests if they like to plug a comedy show or a funny twitter account or anything like that i know it's weird but um you know do either of you guys have anything like that
3: uh, yeah, you can see this great uh, improv team, Ariana Grande, every uh, Thursday at nine PM at the Magnet Theater. Here, mm-hmm. they're here. They're great. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can follow at Andy Mosk on Twitter. Okay, good buddy of mine. It's at A N D Y M O S K, and
1: that's about it.
0: Thanks. Right. Thanks, Jared, and uh, Jesus of Nazareth.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a really funny uh, guy on Twitter I, I follow. His name is uh, Nick DiPaolo. <laughs> um, oh, and also uh, mm-hmm. Matt Koff is pretty good. Uh, M-A-T-T-K-O-F-F mm-hmm. as in um, Franklin.
0: As, I'm sorry? Franklin Koff?
1: No, uh, frankly, like F. F-F isn't funny. Oh, but, gotcha. You know. F can sound like S. Uh, yes. F can sound like S. Nobody yes. knows that better than Jesus, or some people call me G- G-F-F. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeopleshow at gmail.com. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you famous next week.
2: Dead people.